0: Welcome to Autism in the Adult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Teresa Regan, an adult neuropsychologist. I specialize in brain behavior relationships for those 14 and older. I'm the parent of an amazing teen on the autism spectrum and a certified autism specialist. I'm deeply grateful to bring validation, hope, and purpose to individuals and their families living on the autism spectrum. With this mission at its core, I founded and currently direct the OSF Healthcare Adult Diagnostic Autism Center in Central Illinois. My books include Understanding Autism in Adults and Aging Adults and Understanding Autistic Behaviors. For more information and to join my online community for free, visit www.adultandgeriatricautism.com. Please join me in helping individuals, couples, and families thrive while living life on the autism spectrum. Hello and welcome to this topic, Autism in Women. This is such an important topic and a very requested one because women on the spectrum are often overlooked, undiagnosed, or misdiagnosed. This topic is one that I've dived into, not only to serve my patients well, but also to prepare for a webinar associated with Zur Institute on August 14th to equip clinicians to understand red flags for autistic characteristics in women and to serve those on the spectrum in their communities better. Whether you are a clinician who's wanting to notice red flags for autism characteristics, or you're someone who wants to dive into the topic of how to serve those on the spectrum who are women, this webinar will meet your needs. Also, if you're someone on the spectrum or have a loved one on the spectrum and you want to encourage clinicians in your community to become better equipped to serve adults on the autism spectrum, be sure to invite those clinicians to check out this wonderful opportunity through Zur Institute. The link with information is included below. Again, August 14th, 2021. So let's dive into the topic of autism in females. So the reason that we talk about this group specifically, because women or females are often missed in the diagnostic process. Now it is true that males tend to be on the spectrum more often than females, and that has to do with genetic reasons. But it's also true that we're missing a large group of the females who are on the spectrum. Traditionally, we think of four males to one female as being on the spectrum, but studies now show that if we were actually capturing all the females on the spectrum, it would be more like two males or three males for every female with a diagnosis. So what we see from the research is that females are at substantially elevated risk of their autism spectrum being undiagnosed or misdiagnosed. And when females are identified correctly, they're often identified years after a male would be identified with similar characteristics. The common misdiagnoses I often see include obsessive compulsive disorder, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, ADHD, anxiety, social anxiety, eating disorders, and PTSD. Now, some of these conditions can certainly occur alongside the diagnosis of autism. For example, someone certainly may have a history of trauma, show the PTSD features, but then the autism features are overlooked. Other conditions really are diagnosed incorrectly For example, borderline personality might be diagnosed for the individual who really lacks a sense of themselves, their own identity, what's going on inside them, and also has perhaps intense relationships, but has trouble maintaining them. So there's a lack of stability in relationship. This is often true on the spectrum as well. Bipolar might be diagnosed because everyone on the spectrum leans toward having difficulty staying centered with their emotions and behavior. Some people on the spectrum lean toward external reactions like meltdowns, arguments, outbursts. Others lean toward flight behaviors. I need to escape this situation. I need to hide. I need to withdraw. Still others might lean toward freeze reactions. I'm staring for a long period of time because I'm zoned out. I'm physically present, but I'm really mentally shut down. Individuals who lean toward externalizing reactions like outbursts may inappropriately be labeled bipolar instead of the broad neurologic characteristics being taken into account and having a more appropriate diagnosis of autism spectrum. So why are females often missed? All of the characteristics of the diagnostic criteria are still met in women, but they can look different. And so even specialists can miss the nuances of what this looks like in the female. For example, A female on the spectrum may have an easier time with initial social contact. They may feel like they can make friends a little easier than their male counterpart, but it's navigating the friendship, maintaining the friendship, understanding the friendship. Those are the things that still are critically difficult for the female on the spectrum. Early talking and communicating might be easier for girls on the spectrum at a young age, but as they become older into early adolescence and they're navigating these adolescent, teen, young adult peer relationships, their difficulties with social communication really are exposed. They're revealed, although they've been there all the time. But the social interactions have gotten more demanding, more complex. Sometimes the features are missed in women because they might coincide with what we traditionally think of as feminine or female in nature. So a portion of females on the spectrum who have that tendency to be quiet in their struggle may also be conforming and rule followers and really try to get good grades and follow the rules and uh, have this quiet presence. What doesn't show on the outside is they feel lost or they feel this internal tension trying to keep up with the rules or they feel perhaps standing on the outside of the social group. Individuals with this profile on the spectrum may look like the teacher's pet. Teachers may feel like they're the model student, that they're doing excellent at school. And yet, in the social domain, in the friendship domain, in this anxiety and rigid approach to rules, these kinds of things are overwhelming on the inside. Females on the spectrum are also at risk for presenting with other things like an eating disorder. The characteristics of the spectrum often lead people to have rigid or restricted eating profiles, and sometimes for the female, this is also their fixed interest, counting calories, looking up nutrition profiles, being rigid and very specific or picky in their eating profile. Some females on the spectrum say that puberty and adolescence is very stressful because their body changes, and they have this desire that things will stay the same. They might say, I felt connected to my girl body, but I don't like this other body. It doesn't feel like mine, so I'm going to restrict my eating so I have my girl body back. The intense interests of women on the spectrum May seem more conservative, more worthy, more valuable uh, than those for men, and therefore the fixed nature, the intense nature may be overlooked. For example, one woman on the spectrum may have a fixed interest or intense interest in parenting or in spirituality, environmentalism, social justice. So these are such worthy kinds of interests that they may be applauded, but others may not realize how much intensity there is and how much stress or inner turmoil that toll may take. One way of thinking about it is, if this interest were removed from their life, what would be left? Would they have a broad and fulfilling life Or would they really have not much left if you took out the intense interest on environmentalism or on serving children in their community? You may also have heard of masking, camouflaging, or adapting a persona. What this refers to is a female's tendency on the spectrum to Put on a persona without being fully present. So to mimic a person or a character, sometimes they might mimic the mannerisms of the person that they're with socially. Sometimes they may find themselves mimicking a character in a television program, even sometimes to the extent of using a particular accent or phrases that that person might use. Sometimes they just have a social mask or a social persona. And one woman recently said to me, you know, I'm really good at socializing. And then she paused and said, well, I'm really good at faking it. And she said, you know, somebody at a social gathering recently said to me, I really can't read your facial expressions. And so then we get into whether this is really a good social connection, whether it's easy and efficient, or whether this person is struggling. One of the problems with masking or camouflaging is that women on the spectrum can become exhausted and really have difficulty maintaining that facade, that the facade takes energy And sometimes without even realizing the toll, they can really come to a point where they're very exhausted uh, and drained out trying to maintain this facade. And sometimes females will say, you know, I don't even really know who I am anymore. I'm not really sure if this is me or not. It feels outside of me, but I'm not sure what's left inside. In dating situations, females on the spectrum report that mimicking and having a social persona puts them at risk for unwanted sexual advances. For example, they may not realize that the other person is flirting with them or inviting a sexual invitation, but they are inadvertently mimicking that person's mannerisms, and therefore the person thinks they are accepting the invitation. Sometimes the repetitive ritualistic behaviors for females end up being internal rather than external. For example, a male on the spectrum may walk around the perimeter of his driveway five times every morning as a ritual, whereas a female may do something internal, like counting or spelling words backward as kind of this ritualistic, repetitive kind of thing. And they may even say, I didn't even realize that people don't do this. I just thought it was natural. It comes natural to me. Another person may say they count different telephone poles or lines in the road when they're a passenger in the car just looking in the environment. So those kinds of internal things may also, of course, be missed. Some females on the spectrum have a rigid approach to friendship, so they may be dominant. They may wish to control situations that are social in nature, so they feel like they know what's going on, that the arrangement of social things is acceptable to them, and as such they might be labeled manipulative, controlling, and yet the neurologic base, the autistic base is missed. Many times the individual on the spectrum will say that their level of sensitivity to emotional environments is very high, that they are very sensitive to conflict or to someone who's crying, but they don't know what their role is. They feel that they don't know how to navigate that situation So although they feel this intense emotion and they want another person to be okay, they really struggle to know what to say or what to do, what not to say, what not to do. So a correct diagnosis for females on the spectrum should be what initiates this provision of appropriate supports, of interventions, of skills training. It's an important part to self-awareness. This is how I'm wired. This is how I need. This is how I communicate this. It helps them connect with others in the autistic community to avoid unwanted sexual advances and to understand shifts in the way they experience autistic characteristics across a variety of hormonal seasons it is important to understand whether the underlying personality structure and behavioral pattern for any individual is based in neurology like it is in autism spectrum or if it's based in a more classic mental health type of diagnosis the approach will be different the self awareness will be different And if we're really focused on the well-being of others and having great outcomes, we want to make the correct call about neurology versus traditionally a mental health situation. So this podcast has considered some broad differences that may occur for females versus males on the spectrum. I want to say that this is a broad generalization, And many males also show similar characteristics, and many females will say, I don't relate to that at all. But as a broad topic, it is worthy of consideration, and these types of things may tend to be true across all of those who are on the spectrum. Again, I hope you encourage clinicians in your area to check out the opportunity to listen to a two-hour live interactive webinar about the topic of autism in women on August 14th through Zur Institute. The link is below. Thanks for joining me, and I hope to have you back soon.